This is Law Bites, a podcast with Michael Geist. Today, I'm announcing the next steps for the Online News Act. We have found a path forward to answer Google's questions about the process and the act. Google wanted certainty about the amount of compensation it would have to pay to Canadian news outlets, and I can say today that Google will be compensating our news organization with $100 million annually, and it will be uh, indexed to inflation. That was Heritage Minister Pascal Saint-Ange last week, announcing that the government had reached agreement with Google on a deal that will ensure news links are not blocked on the search engine, and that the company pays $100 million to support the news sector in Canada. The harm from Facebook and Instagram blocking news links was taking a significant toll, with lost revenues, lost traffic, and lost deals, meaning that something had to be salvaged from Bill C-18. It turns out that the way to salvage the Online News Act was essentially to start over by tossing aside most of the core elements of the law in favor of a single payment by Google negotiated by the government on behalf of the news sector. The reaction to the agreement from the news sector has been mixed at best, with relative silence from many supporters and outright opposition from the likes of Torstar. So what to make of the deal and what comes next? Jeff LG is the CEO of Village Media, one of the largest independent digital-only news outlets in Canada. He joins me on the podcast to walk through his participation in the legislative process, reaction to the agreement, and thoughts for the future. Jeff, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's great to have you back. You know, the the, the last time you were on was back in June of 2022, so almost a, a year and a half ago, and you came on with Farhan Mohammed. It was pretty early days. Obviously, it took uh, another year for, for what was that, Bill C-18 to become law. I think it was pretty predictable even then what some of the things that might emerge, but it, it certainly did become controversial. Meta, of course, indicating that it would block news links, Google suggesting that it would do the same based on how the law was structured. I, you know, I'd like to walk through a little bit the last six months for Village Media, as well as, of course, the, the deal that just occurred between the government and Google. But before we do that, for those that aren't familiar, can you once again just quickly introduce Village Media and perhaps talk a little bit about your perspective on the bill, especially uh, in the early days as it was unfolding? So uh, Village Media, we are now almost exactly 10 years old. We just celebrated our 10-year anniversary in November. Um, we are a local-focused, uh, digital-only publisher. We now operate 21 community sites in Ontario, another four sites, um, business publication, uh, Queen's Park publication, uh, lifestyle publication, and an aggregator, so 25 sites in Canada. We also license uh, technology to what by next week, we'll be over another 120 sites across Canada to companies like Glacier Media, Black Press Media, and others. Um, so yeah, we're uh, we're profitable, we're growing, um, and we're, we're loving this business. So my view on the bill, <laughs> that's a big question. Um, you know, we, we have been uh, kind of against the approach on this bill from the very beginning. Um, the early days of this, as you know, was kind of this narrative that these big platforms come in and steal our content and they don't give us anything in return. And we were always kind of saying, well, Hey, wait a minute. You know, first of all, they don't steal content from us. We want our content on those platforms because it gives us massive reach to audience. 
And they do give us a lot back because they give us traffic back and that traffic turns into ad sales or in the case of the subscription publisher, subscription sales. Um, so we, we were always really against the thrust of the bill because we thought it was unfair. It was unfair to the platforms. Now, you know, do we think the platforms could or should support journalism in Canada? Sure. And I think there, there was, but I think there was much better ways to go about getting to the outcome we're now at, actually. So that, that, that's, all, that's been, we've been very consistent with our, our opinion on that since the very beginning of this. Yeah, no, and, and that and that's true, and and in some ways that's that's reflective, I think, of quite a lot of the independent digital first players that 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 yes. looked at some some of those platforms more more along the lines of a partner as opposed to a, a thief in the way that some tried to to characterize it. Yes, I I am curious to to hear about your thoughts of the legislative process. Uh, unless I missed something, my recollection is you didn't get an invitation to the hearings that took place before the the House Heritage Committee. Not that many did, quite <clears> frankly, <throat> they didn't hold that many. Uh, but you did before the Senate, and it that was actually quite memorable. I remember in particular uh, response that you or question that you got from Senator Harder about didn't weren't you happy uh, right. in some ways when you saw these shut papers being shut down, which I thought was just astonishing. You know, what did you make of the process and, and, and particularly the concerns that were being raised amongst many of those digital first or digital only news publications and whether they were being heard or included in that process? Yeah. I mean, from my perspective, the process was, was not good. Um, it took us a lot of effort, uh, even to get in front of the Senate. We tried to get in front of the house. Um, and, and it felt to me all the way through, even at the Senate, to be honest, who I thought would be a lot more receptive. It felt to me all the way through that there was already an agenda, that the narrative had been established, that they were really not wanting to hear an alternative. You know, they were looking for support for what the, what the government had in mind, but not looking for people to come in and say, Hey, look, there's another path. And by the way, there are models that can work in this business. And here's what we think. So, you know, we weren't we weren't overly happy with with getting having a voice during that time period for sure. You can understand the frustration. Now, you had and part of the reason, of course, that I assume you'd want to appear is the chance to express about some of your concerns about the bill and ensure that they better understood some of the alternative business models that were out there. You know, as the bill came to a, a close last June, did you anticipate the response that we ultimately did see from from Google and Meta? Well, we for sure did. I mean, um, so in May, actually, um, our company announced quite publicly that until the outcome of this was known, we fully suspended any kind of expansion. So we didn't want to hire more journalists. We didn't want to launch new community publications, even though we had some on our roadmap. Um, because our fear was, well, in fact, pretty much exactly what happened, at least in the case of Meta, is that they could potentially pull from the, the business. Um so, you know, fortunately, we did see that coming. I mean, we also have made effort, you know, we, to be quite truthful, since this bill was even conceived to kind of wean ourselves off of Facebook as much as possible, focus on other channels, because we were especially concerned about them pulling. Um, they have less reason to be in the business. They certainly uh, historically haven't been as close to the news, hasn't, haven't cared as much as Google has, for example. So we always felt they were the most likely. And then obviously we're very worried, um, that Google could potentially pull as well. Yeah. So what, so that's interesting that, that you started preparing even before the, the bill itself was passed and became law. 
you know what so that's the response what what was the effect would you say what has been the effect over the last number of months of, of the meta block news things yeah, so we, we've been very public about those numbers too, in the sense that, you know, pre the, the meta block, um, Facebook in particular, uh, so meta, obviously Facebook and Instagram, Facebook in particular was responsible for about 17% of our traffic on our own properties. And Google was kind of 33, 34, 35%. So combined, the two are 50%. Um, and so, you know, as soon as meta blocked, you, you immediately felt the traffic impact. I think it's fair to say that some of the audience has rerouted, you know, so they, they know we're not there anymore and they'll go out seeking news, but without question, our traffic is impacted by that. Um, you know, it's hard to say because traffic is seasonal and cyclical. I mean, it, it, but, it, but we can see visibly the traffic is down despite even our efforts to try to make up for it in other ways. Like we've introduced new commenting tools, recirculation widgets, et cetera. So I, you know, the way I look at it now is as much as we're holding our own, we'd be much further ahead if Meta was still in the business. Um, the bigger concern that I have, and, and, and as we've always said, is that when we launch new markets, um, or even as a community is in that kind of launch phase, which is usually the first couple of years before we get a large enough audience to make it a sustainable publication, um, Facebook was our number one tactic. So number one tactic for developing a Facebook following, exposing people passively to those organic posts, getting them familiar with our news, with our brand, with our site, and then that would lead them onto other behaviors. They would then bookmark us, et cetera, or they would, you know, install us on their home screen. Um, and the other thing we used them for was to drive newsletter subscriptions. You know, I always, I've always in the past talked about kind of, we want to take Facebook's audience and, and abuse Facebook and make them our own. And that's one of the ways we would do it. We, we would actively use it for lead gen programs. And so those were our best tactics. Uh, you know, and we do everything. We have events, we sponsor charities, we take out billboards, we, you know, meet the mayor, meet the, the downtown association, the chamber, you name it. Um, but, but, you know, dollar for dollar, Facebook by far was was the way to launch a new community. We use Google as well. We would buy ads with Google for search terms, et cetera, buy programmatic ad display ads to boost the brand, but nothing came close to Facebook. And, and that is still my real fear um, is that the barrier to entry for new publishers now to get markets, to build audience, it's it's huge. It's now a whole different animal. It's It's way more expensive. It takes way more time. And I think it's going to really hurt um, startup publishers and small publishers and, and those markets in that early phase of development. Yeah. That, I mean, it, it's interesting to hear both both of those perspectives, both the sort of the day-to-day -day operations, but even more how it impacts uh, the ability to to continue to grow in, 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 in new markets. You know, are, are, were you surprised at all by Facebook's, not just their response, because you are clear, clear you planned for it, but their indication, and we've seen a number of reports that, you know, not only was this not a bluff, but in fact, they could live without Canadian news without it having it have much of much of an impact. Because I still see uh, some in the media, but particularly politicians saying, no, Facebook really would be better off with this news. And yet financially, at least so far, that at least on the financial side, that doesn't seem to be the case. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 kind of sad, <laughs> you know, from our perspective, because obviously we want them to come back, but they certainly so, show no signs of, of 
being, you know, willing to get back to the table. And, you know, to be fair, I understand that. I mean, we have villainized them. You know, we have said that they're evil. We've called them immoral. We have uh, said they steal from us. Uh, we've said they do nothing in exchange back for us. I mean, why, why would you want to be friends with our industry when we've done that to them for the last few years? Um, so, you know, it, it, it's understandable. You know, and obviously there's some third-party research out that kind of supports their statement that, look, you know, we really haven't gone backwards since news has come off the platform. You know, in fact, I've, I've heard uh, references to kind of a positive uptick in sentiment, meaning people are happier on Facebook without news. Um, that might be reasonable. I, I do think that longer term it, it will hurt. And if it doesn't hurt Facebook, I think it hurts society. And that's my biggest concern, quite honestly, is that, you know, we live in a world now where, where people aren't nearly as engaged or informed about the world around them, whether that be their community, their province, their country, and the world overall. And, and so, you know, only a small segment of our population is what I would consider an avid news reader, someone who will seek out news. And the, the beauty of Facebook was people could passively decide, okay, well, I'm interested. I want to know what's going on in my community. I'm not going to make the investment to subscribe to a newsletter. I'm not going to go to your site every day, but I'll follow you. And then, you know, then all of a sudden they are informed. They, you know, simple things like a missing person alert all of a sudden goes viral on Facebook and a person gets found because of it. That's gone now. Community events, charities that are happening, things that are happening at City Hall. Unless you're an avid newsreader, you don't know about any of that stuff anymore and you don't have the same kind of path to becoming an avid newsreader anymore. And that's what scares me the most. I mean, I, 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 it's, it's sad. And, and I witnessed this with my own Facebook feed is just, you know, now it's like, okay, there's stuff that entertains you, but I'm not connected to my community in, in the same kind of way. I'm not getting fact-based news that maybe I wouldn't have seeked out otherwise. Um, I think that's the real loss. And, and I do, think that in time that will start to deteriorate Facebook itself. I, I, I still suspect that if we're talking a year from now, they will have felt an impact or someone else is going to come in and take their place in that sense. There will be a platform that takes advantage of the situation. And that might be something we're trying to build right now, by the way, <laughs> this is a whole other story. Uh, but, but, you know, we'll take advantage of this opportunity that they have abandoned news. Um, and, and so I, I, I think it's, I think it will be a lose-lose in the end. Okay. I mean, we'll we'll come back to whether or not if they start feeling it, maybe they will reverse uh, in a in a few minutes once we talk about where we where as we look ahead. But uh, one last piece before we get to the the announced Google deal, and that would be what took place this fall with the draft regulations. Did did you participate at all in that process? And what were sort of what was your concern level, so to speak, uh, about the prospect as as Google panned some of the regulations that they would follow Meta's lead? Yeah. So we have. Um, over the last few months, um, been a lot more active. So a, a whole group of us got together. We made a fair bit of noise. Um, you know, we we have been able to get the ear of the Minister of Heritage's office, in particular with the new minister. Um, so she's been more accessible, I, I would suppose, or at least her staff have been. And they've, they've been very responsive to us in that sense. And, and we collectively, as kind of this group of the local news collective members, some of the press forward members, were able to put forward our, our concerns. Um, you know, obviously the, the big ones being, hey, like, Meta isn't really important to this industry and we'd really like you to get them back. And also, by the way, if you lose Google too, you are going to devastate the industry. And so our, our intent was really to stress the urgency 
uh, of coming to a resolution with it, certainly Google and, and the attempts to get back to Meta. Um, you know, we had some other concerns as well, which we've, again, always had since the beginning. And that was, you know, kind of the, the fair, proportionate uh, response, kind of the formula in, in how that would be applied. So, you know, we, uh, I responded to the draft regulations and, and addressed some concerns about even, even the allowance for the 20% variance rules in the draft regulations, in the sense that that actually meant some deals could be 40% variant because if you're saying, okay, well, your, your deal can only be 20% better or worse than the average, that means there's a 40% spread potentially there. And our view all along has been like, you know, take this, whatever the money is and divide it proportionally based on journalism expenditure. And we've always felt that was the clear way to do it. So we've certainly brought up those concerns. And now, of course, now, <laughs> as we know, is going to become the next fight is how is this money divided between the traditional kind of news and digital publishing industry versus the private broadcasters like the Bells and Rogers of the world versus the CBC. And, and so we did also, uh, you know, make our concerns uh, known in, in that sense uh, throughout the, the, the fall. So I, I do feel that lately they're much more aware of us. They're much more receptive uh, to hearing from us. So that, that's been a good, um, good improvement. Yeah, that, that, that is good to hear. And I do want to definitely come to this issue of, of allocation of the money in, in a minute, because that does feel like one of the last domino to fall. Uh, but first, the the deal itself, it sounds like you were heard because the, the deal with Google, $100 million per year indexed to inflation, as the minister often says, um, with basically what sounds like a fund. Google, rather than negotiating all these deals, cuts a check. Some of their, exi I assume their existing financial deals get rolled into that. And then you have this fight over over the allocation side. Uh, what was your reaction to the deal, which, as I say, sounds quite a lot like what you were saying made much more sense? Yeah, I mean, so my first reaction was relief. <laughs> Let's start with that, you know. And and you know, as I'll say, whether it was a dollar a year or a hundred million a year or two hundred million a year, it, the relief was because they weren't leaving the industry, which to me is way more valuable than whatever money we'll ultimately get from it. So I think that was the first reaction. I mean, the second was. There's almost a bit of sadness that, that I have in the sense that, you know, we are back to this, this idea of a fund. It, this, we're back to this idea that, that it's, it, there's one kind of deal, presumably focused on journalism expenditure or the number of journalists you have. And it seems simple. It seems like this would be a great path. It's not about the link tax. It's not about them stealing content. It's, 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 Google's going to give the, the industry $100 million a year to support them, and it's going to be divided up fairly. That's a great solution. The sadness comes from the fact that it took us so long and so much stress and pain along the way to get here, where, you know, I, I just wish you could go back in time and say, if we'd started that way, not only would it have not taken so long, but maybe Meta would still be in, you know, uh, because I think that's what they wanted too, right? I don't think either of those companies disagreed with the fact that they could and probably should support journalism. It was just the way that we went about it with the original bill. And, and now the, this outcome, in my opinion, it hardly relates to the, the, the act at all. Like it, it, it's not at all what the act says. You know, the act was all about, you know, large amounts of money with no cap. You know, now we have a cap, you know, now we have a fund, a pool. It was about private deals that all these individual groups could, could create under NDAs. That's gone now. Um, so it's like, well, what, what's the act even for? I mean, the act is there for Google to avoid it now, <laughs> you know, so that's, that's understandable, but it's just, it feels like there's so much, so much fighting and stress that's gone into the act to get it where it was. And now it's just almost been, you know, it's kind of irrelevant, I think in, in some ways. 
yeah, no, podcasts obviously are not a video visual medium, but I am vigorously shaking my head in agreement on this. It's uh, I it's always really looking forward to seeing the regulations to see how the government proposes to basically toss aside almost all the core elements that it said were in the legislation to begin with and move in a direction that a lot of people had advocated for. And I'm often struck by those saying the sort of, I told you so's you see, they ultimately would come back and well, the Google came back based on really changing the legislation almost completely <laughs> from what was passed. So the legislation, yeah. it seems did not work. Uh, I'm curious. It's, I guess still, Perhaps it's too early, I suppose, to know what you're actually going to see out of this. But what's your hope, I guess, in terms of the impact? Well, and, and, yeah, and I mean, I guess to finish it off, I mean, I'm thrilled with the deal. You know, I, I'm I'm really happy that the government um, and Google got together and and came to this amount, uh, this this point where Google didn't leave. So we're thankful for that. You know, I, I look at the what I would consider kind of a worst case scenario situation where the full scope of the CBC, the full scope of private broadcasters were included and captured in this, in which case, you know, the estimates, depending on who you ask, are there's anywhere between eight and 10,000 kind of journalists in Canada that would presumably qualify. And so if you, you take, you know, that the hundred million and you divide it up, you're looking at on average about $10,000 a journalist, which, you know, it's no secret. Village has about 90 journalists. That's 900,000 to 1.1 million kind of a, range, a year range-ish in the scenario that kind of everyone is scoped in. And and look, as you may know, when when, when this all came about, we said, well, why should Google and Facebook have to pay us anything? Because they give us all this traffic for free and it drives 50% of our business. So if someone comes along and says, here's a million dollars just because, you know, we're thrilled. That's great. It's fantastic. Um, that's that's our perspective anyways uh i i suspect there's many concerns in the industry right now because those of us that had deals i think some my guess is based on that math will be at risk of going backwards which you know is going to be bad news uh, obviously for some larger companies um but it's still early to tell uh until those regulations come out obviously we don't know i i, I do anticipate that there is some language that kind of uh, scopes some of the broadcast rules out of this act, uh, in which case the funding could be more per journalist and, and, and maybe the industry will, you know, be at least neutral from what the, those, those that had the deals before will be at least neutral and, and some of us may be ahead. What I'm really thrilled for is that as I've always said, I mean, we started as a small guy, right? And, and, and we've had to fight for our place in this world for years and years. Um, I'm just happy that, that many other publishers will, will have deals with Google now because, uh, you know, and, 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 and I've said this previously, but, you know, as much as it goes against us, it's always been unfair. Like we had to deal with Google and Facebook. We got a bunch of money that some of our counterparts did not get it gave us a massive competitive advantage over the last couple of years it's not it's not fair so i'm 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 really happy that that a lot of these independent publishers smaller publishers and startup publishers probably will see some money out of this based on the way it looks like it's coming out and and i'm really thankful for that yeah that's, I, that is certainly a positive for them i want to unpack just a couple of things that you just said first off for those that do have deals, and you mentioned that that you do, that idea of getting whatever it happens to be, let's say a million dollars to keep it around, isn't entirely a million in new money then? Because I, I, I'm, I'm presuming that the, the running assumption is 
if you were getting existing money, that's lost from those other deals. And so, but you're now getting this new pot of money. And you mentioned for some that might be a net negative. So I guess, I, I'm assuming you're you're suggesting that there may be some who had large enough deals that once it gets once they figure out what their allocation is, it'll actually be less than that what they were getting before. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I think the trick for villages when we first signed those deals. Um, we were probably half the size we are today, but they were static deals. They weren't, they weren't variable based on the number of journalists you had. And so since then, we've got twice the number of journalists. So any formula that considers that uh, and, and doing the rough math of it likely means we'll be ahead. Um, but, you know, for publishers that had deals with Google and Facebook, um, some of the larger publishers who in some cases have laid off journalists over the years, now your meta deal is done as of December. And so Google kind of almost has to make up for both of them in this new scenario of, of distribution based. I suspect there, there, there'll be many of those larger deals that will go backwards or, or quite possibly could. Yeah, I mean, that's, I, I suppose that then helps explain some of the reaction or non-reaction we've seen just in the first, you know, several days where, you know, you're, you're happy. Uh, CBC has, has sort of, <laughs> has been happy, which I think raises a whole other very large issue because they, they stand to perhaps take one of the largest shares of, of what's out there unless the government steps in, but there hasn't been a lot publicly supportive language coming from some of the publishers. In fact, Torstar has, has now openly opposed it. And it does sound like part of the the battle is over whether or not the government gets directly involved in deciding, you know, both who is a journalist, if that's the metric and, you know, how broad does that go to include some of the broadcaster personnel that wouldn't otherwise be included and to what extent are broadcasters included more broadly? Yeah, and I, I think that is the trick now, right? And and and, and <laughs> this will be the the next battle, right? Is who, who's running this new collective agreement, and you know how do you bring kind of the news media Canada, the broadcasters together who have very different views of the outcome of that? And I, I think there's a lot to be learned from the final regulations. Now, from the hints that we kind of see along the way, I do suspect that the CBC won't fully be in scope um, and probably not the large private broadcasters, just, just from kind of little things the minister has said along the way, et cetera. There's certainly, uh, it's pointing in that direction, in, in which case it's possible that that, that the historic um, deals that are there might be okay, uh, it, it, but it's going to become a math exercise at that point. And, and I really do anticipate a, a lot of fights between uh, various groups that are interested in this. Yeah, I know that it well, it's gonna be it it'll it's it's gonna be interesting to see how it plays out in just a few weeks' time and as the government tries to to work out those final regs. It is, I guess for me, just personally striking that when I appeared before a committee, I talked about the problems of including broadcasters this way, definitely the problems of including the CBC this way. There was too much silence from too many other players who, who I guess weren't anticipating how what what the implications might be, regardless of what the, the you know the numbers might look like. You know, yeah. why, why don't we close with this? You know, so that's part of what you see going forward. What else do you see sort of in the coming months ahead? Is that what's the prospect of, of meta returning? How challenging do you think all of this is going to be to to get up and running and operational? Yeah, that, that that's a great question. I mean, I, I'm, I'm fascinated to kind of hear what the timing looks like. Um, again, we've got some hints of that, but but I, I would suspect it's going to take 
many, many months to get, you know, this collective figured out and to get everyone into agreement and to get funds flowing. I, I would say six months to a year, potentially. I don't know what will happen with the Google content licensing deals in the meantime. They might decide to suspend them until they figure it out. That would be, I suppose, reasonable. Um, you know, with Meta, uh, I have a, a good good relationship with, with some of the staff and, and certainly check in with them where I can. And, and they're always very uh, responsive, kind of forthcoming. I I don't, you know, I have a very sliver, slim sliver of hope that when the final regulations come out officially, maybe they'll say, okay, we'll come back. But I, I highly doubt they will. I, I think that they would need to, you know, see some visible pain from it otherwise to, to get them to reconsider. I don't think you know, again, we've we've kind of treated them so badly for so long. I think they've they've left and they've left the game, and they're they're happy to be out of it at the moment. All right. Well, I mean, if that is indeed the case, and that's certainly what the company has been saying, it, it's hard to see how all of this is a win because um, it's clear that the legislation's caused a bit of harm. But at the same time, you and many others have been trying to find a way to make the best out of a of a difficult set of circumstances. Well, and that's the the thing, right? I mean, if you look at the fact that Meta's out from a, a a money standpoint, and Meta's out from a traffic standpoint, and you know Google thankfully is in, but at a reduced money standpoint, you know you might almost argue that we were better off without the bill at all. That if you could, and and, and to be fair, as Village, if you said to me, "Look, Jeff, like if you could go back in time." And there was no bill, but you could have your Meta traffic back, but you don't get any license payments from Google or Meta. I'd say, great. The, 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 the value of that traffic is worth more than the money that we anticipate getting out of this. And I guess that's the, the sad part if Meta remains out is that even, even though Google thankfully is in, um, we, we might have been better off without the bill at all. Wow. It's a it's a, a somewhat discouraging way, actually, very discouraging way to to end it. But I think it's a pretty realistic take in, in terms of where things are at. Jeff, thanks for 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 coming on once again. I think you're the first three time guest on the the podcast. And, oh, come uh, I on! Think I've, I, I think I've chosen well because it's uh, <laughs> because you know you've been r- right in the center of of this issue that has preoccupied so many people for so long. So thanks thanks again for taking the time to join me. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. That's the Law Bites podcast for this week. If you have comments, suggestions, or other feedback, write to lawbites at pobox.com. Follow the podcast on Twitter at lawbitespod or Michael Geist at mgeist. You can download the latest episodes from my website at michaelgeist.ca or subscribe via RSS at Apple Podcast, Google, or Spotify. The Law Bites podcast is produced by Gerardo LeBron Leboy. Music by the LeBoy Brothers, Gerardo and Jose LeBron LeBoy. Credit information for the clips featured in this podcast can be found in the show notes for this episode at michaelgeist.ca. I'm Michael Geist. Thanks for listening.